Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys because this could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code FOODHEALS. Food Heals Podcast, episode 261. Our animals, they go through their process of healing on the other side, but they, just like human loved ones, will come and visit and still act as a guide and and love and support us so much even from the other side. And sometimes they're actually better able to help from the other side. And sometimes that's part of what's happening too. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Hills Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately. All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. Today's guest, Laura Powers, is a celebrity psychic as well as an author, a host, and creative entrepreneur. She enjoys helping her clients make beneficial changes to transform their lives. This episode is not about food, but it's one of my faves. We're going to be talking about past lives, how to talk to angels, how to find anything you might have lost, how to have more vivid dreams. And I have two favorite parts of this episode. So please stay tuned all the way to the end. First is when I got a reading where Laura gave me messages from the Food Heals Pups and our producer who was here, Vince, got a reading as well. And then I couldn't help myself. I asked her for some clarity on some of my favorite unsolved true crime cases. So we talked about Stephen Avery from Making a Murderer. We talked about Adnan Syed from Serial. And we talked about Maura Murray from the Missing Maura Murray podcast and Oxygen Show. So it's going to be a really fun show, and I'm just really grateful to Laura. She was my travel buddy at the Cannes Film Festival, where I spoke on a panel, and Laura did some podcast interviews there. You can check out my interview on her show. It's out today. And she was also a judge at the French Riviera Fest, where my film, Powered by Plants, made its debut. So it was really great to have, you know, a fun friend to go to dinners with, to make new friends with. We definitely crashed a few red carpet parties, took a lot of Instagram selfies, which you can see at Allison Melody TV. So in a future episode, I will have to have her back to spill all the details on that trip. But first, Food Heals Nation, when you're on a journey of spiritual growth and transformation, something pretty amazing can happen. We're learning, we're growing, we're changing. And then at a certain point, you start to hear the call to share all the lessons you've learned. I know I certainly did when I started, you know, wanting to shout from the rooftops the fact that food heals. You know, this is before I had a podcast and I just wanted everyone to know, oh my God, your health is in your hands. Your body can heal itself if given the tools it needs to do so, right? I wanted to tell everyone 
And you're going to start feeling that way too, if you're not already, when you're so passionate about all of the things you're learning spiritually, emotionally, physically, and sometimes it starts out as a whisper, but eventually it does become a roar. You feel called to serve others and connect to that greater purpose. Maybe you want to write books. Maybe you want to start a podcast. Maybe you want to speak on stage. Maybe you want to write music, write songs. You want to make films, open a yoga studio, start a skincare line, become a health and wellness coach. Whatever it is, you feel this call, right, to share your message and your mission with the world. But even when that call is loud, we know that sometimes the nasty voice of fear can creep in and become even louder. The voice of fear holds you back saying, who am I to do this? What do I have to offer? How would I even start? My response to you, Food Heals Nation, is who are you not to do this? As Marianne Williamson says in A Return to Love, we are all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. I learned this lesson from my mentor and friend, New York Times bestselling author, Gabby Bernstein. Gabby has been a spiritual leader for more than a decade, and she's committed to guiding us through the blocks that keep us from serving the world and rising up in our own way. So it's that time of year again when she's helping all of us rise together with her free three-part video training that will get you into action to be abundant and make an impact doing what you love. Video number one dropped today. In the first video, Gabby shares three steps you can take to truly own your confidence and get into action now. She took these three steps to become a speaker, an author, and a public figure with zero background in her field. So like Gabby, you can gain the confidence to embrace the fact that you have a divine purpose and start taking inspired action so it can unfold. Go to foodhealsnation.com slash Gabby to learn the three steps to owning your confidence and getting into action now, the secret to conquering doubt and uncertainty, and how to feel strongly connected to your purpose. That link again is foodhealsnation.com slash Gabby. Next up, my interview with Laura. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. Ever since she was a child, Laura has seen and sensed ghosts and spirits, and she's learned how to manage those experiences using the ability to connect with the angelic and other realms. Listen to part one of her healing story on last week's show, and today on part two, we're talking angels, ghosts, spirits, and beyond. Please welcome Laura Powers. Thanks so much for having me back. I'm so glad to have you. Me too. And we're going to dig into the meat of some of the stuff that is my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I've heard you talk on other podcasts about things that I am really obsessed with and excited to hear about. But on our last podcast, you talked about if you're going through a healing journey or if you're trying to manifest, it's okay to ask the angels. Can we just start with angels? Like, who are they? Where do they come from? And how can we ask them for guidance? Yeah, so angels are divine beings of light, and they are here to help us with our lives and our life missions. And they're not limited by the physical reality. So one of the things I'll hear frequently, like, I don't want to bother them. And it's like, no, it's not that way. They want to help, you know. It's not like humans who have a million things on their to-do list. Exactly. (laughs) And they want to do it, give them the opportunity. And yeah, because they're not limited by the physical reality, they can do multiple things at once. And, you know, so it's not like, oh, I don't want to ask my friend Sally for too much or whatever, because there's limited amount to what she can provide. But with angels, 
angels. First of all, there's so many angels. They're not limited by space and time. So they can help us exponentially and infinitesimally. (laughs) (laughs) And what are some examples of how angels have helped you? Oh my gosh. I mean, they help me all the time. Like, first of all, I'm constantly talking with them. And even though I am, I still get the messages that I could do it even more. So I ask them for little things, you know, help with parking. And seriously, it works, guys. It's crazy. Okay, I'm thinking of the secret right now where it's like, you just picture the car in the parking space and it just appears. Well, I do think there's something to, you know, manifesting like that. I think with the secret, I think they oversimplified a little bit, but there's some really good basic principle stuff that they talk about. With angels, your visualization is helpful, but they are an actual being that can go in and help you. So think of there's a whole team of people that you're like, Hey, guys, can you help me with this? And they're yeah. like, Okay. <laughs> and she's holding up a phone to her right yeah. now. Like, Hey, what's up, dude? Yeah, right. That's true. <laughs> people can't see me. But yeah, so you call them and ask for help. And when I say call, you can mentally ask for their help. If you're in a place where you can do it out loud. I think when you put it into physical words, it can have extra power because it's becoming physical in the physical reality, but also because our words can be a little muddled. So if you're thinking it, make sure you're really clear and specific with Mm -hmm. your thoughts. But seriously, I get like crazy parking stuff happen all the time. Like (laughs) I'll have a situation, let's say there's a concert or something and people are parking blocks or super far away and then I'll pull up and there's a parking spot literally in front of the venue that I think people just assumed was a loading zone or something but it's not and I will literally park like right there (laughs) then for help to big stuff with healing your health or shifting finances work opportunities travel opportunities meeting people almost anything you can think of that's positive and loving no hexes on yeah exactly like people sometimes call me like do you do curses i'm like no no Uh, sorry whoever would ask you that it's like i don't want to work with you no but i and here's the thing guys i'll just share this that i understand when people are hurt and they want to take care of that but the universe automatically is very smart and will take care of that and whatever you put out karmically will come back to you so if if you put out that kind of negative energy towards someone else it will eventually come back on you so just better not to love exactly exactly I don't know. I've never been like a vindictive person. So I'm never like, oh, I wish the terrible things on them. But you know, people get angry and things like that. So the best thing to do is just send someone that's being an asshole or whatever it is, send them love, right? Yeah, or at the very least, just disengage. And if you can't, if you're not in a place. Yeah, your negative energy, your mental energy to that person. What I like to do is ask the angels, help that situation for whatever is for the best. (laughs) Because they know more than we do what's needed. But trust that it's not a punitive thing. So a lot of people like it's like they want someone to be punished. And it's like, that's not the way it works. It might be perceived that way. But if someone is doing something that is causing pain to another they will then experience that just so they know why that's not a bad idea. It's not a punishment. It's like, so here's why it's not good to do this. A man who started as a client and now he wrote this amazing book that's on the scientific aspect of consciousness. It's called An End to Upside Down Thinking. His name is Mark Gober. And one of the things he talks about in that book is that there's in near-death experiences, one of the very common themes is that when people are reviewing their lives, they actually have a part of that where they experience the pain that they've caused other people. Oh my God. Just so that they know it. So when you're doing this, it's like, it might have an immediate, maybe feeling of relief or satisfaction or whatever, but it's really not helpful for you or the other person (laughs) in the long run. And we were talking in the first podcast about emotions and how they impact our health physically. So when you're in anger and you're, especially if it's long-term anger, 
holding on to that is literally like toxic in your body. Yeah. Take us back because in the first episode, you kind of took us through your physical healing journey where you were able to completely heal yourself of a lot of conditions. So Food Heals Nation, please go back and listen to that. But can you take us through your journey of discovering that you had psychic abilities and not knowing when it was okay to talk about that and then fully embracing it? Can you take us through that journey? Sure. Yeah. And by the way, if you want like a lot of details on this, I wrote my first book called Life in the Afterlife. Yes. Notes from a medium and angel communicator is about all that. Um, But essentially, I was a little kid that saw and sensed things that other people didn't. Mm -hmm. And I'm very observant. And I could tell that other people didn't see what I did. (laughs) So it was like, you know, I would kind of look around. And I remember asking my mom when I was, I think about seven years old, if she saw things and I knew based on her response, she didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. So I basically just kept it to myself and tried to ignore it as best as I could. But like many abilities and talents, this ability got stronger as I got Mm -hmm. older. And as I got to be an adolescent, it got really strong. And I didn't have teachers, I didn't know what to do with all this. So I just kept it to myself, it got pretty intense. And I just kept trying to block it out. And it it kind of peaked when I was in college. And I could be what's called a trance medium. Are you familiar with that term? Mm -mm. Trance medium is a type of medium. I'm called a mental medium right now. So trance medium is when someone literally goes into trance and a spirit communicates through their body. Oh, wow. And a mental medium is like I'm mentally communicating whatever I'm receiving. So even though I could do that, the trance medium, like, nope, I want my body for me. I don't want to do that. But the point is I could. And so spirits would try to get in. And so before I learned how to set up boundaries and protections, I was literally having spirits trying to take over my body. (laughs) It's like a freaking horror movie. Okay, this is horror movies are based on <laughs> yeah no it was so if you've seen the movie ghost or patrick swayze goes into Whoopi goldberg or you know like that i love that movie and yeah. i always thought that was based on reality yeah no totally i'm very much like the kid in the sixth sense where yeah, i sometimes yeah. literally couldn't tell the difference between a live person and, an, oh my and God. A, a ghost so you know one time i called the cops on a ghost because i thought there was an intruder in the house and the, the cops were like what the? well i just was like i don't know i can't explain it but then i figured it out you know wow. what was going on you know everything was locked from the inside there was nothing taken you know it was oh my god um, you those know, ghosts are wreaking havoc they can, <laughs> and they like to play with you if they you know if they know that you know if they know that you know but also oh. are confused and they can kind of feed on that confusion and sometimes just you know a ghost is a person without a body so they have their personalities and will still like to do things so there was one ghost that he would get me all the time one of the first times i saw him i thought he was a live person he walked up the stairs and then the the front door was you know on the second floor and he at the point where you would open the door he just walked through the door so that's when i knew he wasn't a live person because he looked so solid but this is a man who was an alcoholic in his life and so then he was an alcoholic as a ghost he literally would try to get in my body to drink oh my god so he hadn't crossed over no yeah Can you talk that's about a very that? different energy yeah yeah so when a person's body dies the light opens which is like a gateway or portal to the other side and if they don't cross it does close eventually if they choose to remain here on the earth plane or sometimes if they're confused or lost then they will remain here the difference is that's a, what happened in ghost he had exactly. to stay to yep. avenge his murder yeah, yeah. and yeah. then the portal opened yeah and he went to and the way they show the demons and everything is like very accurate i think from my, my perspective God. as a it psychic gives me chills. yeah <laughs> when they don't they end up staying here 
And there's a movie called The Others, which I think depicts it kind of well too. They yeah, they don't have the one. same sense of necessarily like passage of time and it's kind of like wonky. That's why you can have a ghost that's been around for centuries and it doesn't seem like centuries to them because they're not in the right time space continuing away yeah. or something. They're kind of in this other place. But they don't have a sense of their purpose. There's a lot of information that they're missing. Whereas if you're communicating with the spirit and the light, you know, they went and they had their life review, they know why things happen the way that they did yeah. they usually have released a lot of their hurt and anger and frustration and they might act as kind of like guides to help their loved ones who are here yeah. but it goes like for example i wouldn't try to get guidance or information from a ghost they're just they might provide information what's going on they're not going to be able to give guidance it's a very different energy very different vibration so vibrationally typically ghosts are a much kind of lower energy vibration than a spirit in the light. Okay, so a spirit in the light is someone who has crossed over, went to the light, and been like, now I am ethereal being. And a ghost is still stuck on the issues from their life, and they're not willing to move. Is that correct? They're not willing, or maybe you just don't understand. So sometimes when there's been trauma, they're just kind of mentally trapped in that. Could be a battle site or, you know, something like that. Or the other thing is when they just are not letting go of whatever, you know, they think they were here to do in this life. So my hometown, Lafayette, Colorado, there's a lot of ghosts and it's a mining town. Oh my God. And when I started to learn how to help them cross over, because that's part of what I do. And a lot of them were like angry about owners of the mines and wanted justice and all these things. And it was like, okay, those people are dead. No one's here (laughs) that's going to be able to help you. Like you just need to cross over, you know, like, but they were still all wrapped up in it because to them, it's like, it just happened. And they're holding onto this anger. Like it just happened yesterday. It could be hundreds of years. Yeah. Yeah, literally. And so it was this conversation with them of like, okay, I'm sorry that happened to you. Yes, there's no justice or anything can happen at this point. The best thing is for you to cross over. Or if they're, like I said, in a lot of fear, there's a lot of ghosts that are still here because they're afraid of hell or being punished or something, which isn't how it is from everything that I've seen as a psychic. And so then I will explain to them that it's fine. And, you know, one of the things I'll tell them is like, look, if you don't like it on the other side, you know, then you can come back but they never want to let's take over there because it's amazing (laughs) yeah oh my gosh I have so many questions okay so first of all let's bust a myth right now because I think that there is probably most of Food Heals Nation doesn't think this but there's a lot of people who think a psychic is a person who foretells the future they're a fortune teller but we hi Jackson (laughs) but we have free will so can you kind of like bust the myth of what that is and tell us a little bit and Jackson's coming up on you to say hi maybe he wants to talk because I do animal communication so that will happen frequently okay Okay, we're going to talk in a little bit okay Yeah, he just literally came up to you and was like, I need to talk. (laughs) So when you're ready to talk about that, we're going to hear what Jackson wants to say, because I really want to hear. Okay. Okay, cool. Thanks. And now he walked away. He goes, okay. Yeah. Thanks, Jackson. I kind of gave him a mental message. So, okay, sorry. What was your question? I just want to know or have the myth bust that you're not a fortune teller. We all have free will, but what your abilities really are. Can we talk about that? Yeah. So we do have free will and we have choices and... uh, we're constantly making choices. So when someone is asking you about the future, there are some things that are kind of more set than others. And primarily that's because they as a soul have decided Mm. that. Yeah. And then there's some things that maybe there's like a general plan for what someone's going to do in their life, but then how that manifests can vary. And so Mm -hmm. then there might be kind of leeway for those things. That makes sense. So for example, 
You know, there might be someone where this is pretty set, their soul has decided to do this, and then it's pretty unlikely that that's going to shift. Yeah. <laughs> so that client I was telling you about, Mark Gober, when he came to me, I'm talking about this because he talks about this. I wouldn't obviously talk about a client that where it's just been a private session between yeah. us. But I said to him in our first session, you're going to write a book, kind of bridging the gap between kind of mainstream and tech and spirituality. And I don't think he thought that he would. It wasn't really his area. And yeah. then a year later, wrote the book. And then a year later, wow. it was released as a bestseller. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was something on a soul level. He was like, yes, I'm going to yeah. do that. And that's part of his life mission and purpose in a very big way. But then there's some people also that maybe don't have as much of a plan or things aren't a set. So when I do a reading for someone, they're asking about the future. I tell them, this is what I'm sensing based on your current sort of path now. But if you make different choices, you can change that. Right. So I really do believe that it's changeable at least for most things. If you want to change it, then that's one of my favorite things to do is work with people like, okay, what would you like to create? Yeah. Here's what you can do to make that happen. Yeah, because you're good at manifesting so you can help your clients with Absolutely. that as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And also, you know, in terms of the bigger picture, it's easy to get lost in sort of our societal role and expectations and kind of lose track our connection with our higher self or soul that has our best interest in mind and kind yeah. of like no so I completely relate to this because I did that myself my master's is in poli sci I had this whole other path and that's when I was like getting into major issues in my life when I was going down this path that I think wasn't meant to be my path and then I did this like major course correction and then when I learned to listen to my higher self my guides and I was like oh this is so much better <laughs> so much easier <laughs> so I love doing that for other people because you know if something is meant to be a part of your path and purpose it will be supported yeah I, I believe it, that. Yeah. It's kind of like in that sense, there is nothing that's practical or impractical. It's more like, is it aligned for you or not? Yeah. And if it's not, you won't be sent in that direction or you'll be blocked. You will be blocked and you'll just hit roadblock after roadblock yeah. after roadblock. <laughs> yeah. So if you're struggling with that, then it may be that you're, you know, on a path that isn't the best one for you. And, and that can feel frustrating, especially when our kind of ego mind has something set. Mm-hmm. But if we, pay attention and tune in, then a lot of times what we didn't realize we wanted is better than we could have imagined. It's like better than what we think we want. That's what I'm most excited for is when I get a roadblock, I'm like, all right, what do you got in store? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. If we can pay attention. And also, I want to share that sometimes there is a roadblock that is our internal blocking too. Yeah, could be fear or something coming up and manifesting. So it is helpful to figure out if it's an internal block or if it's kind of the universe being like, "Mm, not the best direction (laughs) for you. But learning to connect and work with your angels and spirit guides is really helpful for figuring out between the two. Oh my gosh. And I love the fact that you said earlier, like, you can just talk to them. It's not like they're like so busy that you're like, oh, excuse me. Hi, do you have any time for me? It's like, no, just ask for what you want. Ask for guidance. Totally. And the principles of the light, which is what angels are, are definitely like the win-win principle. Mm -hmm. And that as each of us does better, then all of us do better. So the idea of a rising tide lifts all ships. Oh, I love that. As the energy of the planet, of the earth, if each of us lifts, everyone is benefited. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to switch gears for a minute because... Food Heals Nation knows that I was trying to heal Charlotte of cancer and heart disease, Mm. my little beagle, for the past three years. 
And I think I gave her a longer life, but I hadn't announced it yet. But she did pass away on Easter. Mm. And I haven't had the strength or the heart to talk about it. But you're here now. And Jackson just came up to you and wants to talk. And because you are able to connect with pets, I would love to know what Jackson and Charlotte have to say. And I am so grateful for the way it happened. I love Charlotte so much. She died in my arms. And I could not be more grateful for the way it happened, but I'm so fucking devastated. Oh, I know. It's so hard. There's such close parts of our family. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let me just connect in with her. Uh, yeah. She's so happy and excited. I see her running around. Uh, you know, she's doing really well. She's showing me almost like tricks, like jumping up and down and almost in circles. Like there's nothing she can't do. And she feels really great. So I think she wants to be like, and definitely the feeling of not being and suffering. Very playful. So much outpouring of love coming from her to you. And that was her puppy self because she had a tumor on her leg that we couldn't help with holistic means or drug means. And so we ended up amputating her leg which was the hardest decision ever but I think it gave her like eight more months of life Mm -hmm. and then she couldn't jump anymore she was still walking she was actually really fast yeah but like to see her like jumping and flipping around it's like that's the old Charlotte you know yeah yeah so she's back to that she's sharing a message with me which I think is to provide comfort for you that there was always a point at which she was just not going to live past. Yeah. And so it's like, there's nothing that you could have done. She's showing me in the image of like a wall, like she mm. hit that wall. And yeah. there's like, there's like, no matter what you did, she wasn't gonna. I know because the last day that. we were at the vet and it was the night before she died. And I was like, well, what else can we do? Because they were giving her a bunch of vitamins and turkey tail, which shrinks tumors and ozone therapy, which is something that has helped dogs and humans overcome cancer. And I was like, I will do it every day. Like I was dedicated to curing yeah. her cancer at the last second. And they were like, her fever is so high, she may not make it over the next 24 hours. Yeah. And she didn't. Yeah. So just know that there's yeah. no responsibility. Don't you yeah, know, there's take guilt. on that burden. Yeah. And she's great now. And she's sharing with me, this is a part of her path and her journey. And so often animals are here to help us with, you know, lessons and things. So Jackson's, <laughs> Jackson's over here going crazy over animated. here. Does he want to talk to? <laughs> yeah, I think he's chill, but I will check in in a minute. Um, <laughs> but this is also part of your lesson and journey to know what is yours to heal and what isn't Mm. and that just to have peace with that sometimes when people are sick there's a healing purpose to that too yeah or animals yeah so she charlotte actually shows that you will literally kind of take on so many burdens as your own Mm. and so just to let that go well thanks charlotte (laughs) she's still visiting with you so much I feel her. Yeah, and with Jackson, too. Well, especially in the podcast studio because, you know, Vince knows you're here and he's (laughs) always with the dogs. The dogs love him. They're always, like, under our feet or in his lap. The dogs have always been a part of this podcast. And Susie's dog, too, who passed away a year ago. So it's like now we've had two doggy losses on the Food Mm, Heals podcast. Yeah. There have been a lot of animals transitioning to the other side recently, like so many, like it's kind of amazing, just a lot of healing and releasing happening. So just if you know, suffered through that recently, just know you're not alone. Um, I just am getting to share the general message that our animals 
you know, they go through their, you know, process of healing on the other side, but they just like human loved ones will come and visit and still act as a guide and, and love and support us so much even from the other side. And sometimes they're actually better able to help from the other side. And sometimes that's part of what's happening too. Oh. Oh, I'm better able to do whatever I need to do yeah. from there as well. That's really interesting. I just, I feel her and I feel like I know that she is in the best place ever. Yeah. And I'm super grateful for that. But then there's also like the earthly plane part of me mm-hmm. that's like, was she in pain? Did I do enough? Like all of the questions. If you're feeling that way too, Food Heals Nation, you can contact Laura. You can find someone that can put your mind at ease. Yeah, not to take on their pain and their burden. Yeah. She's showing me that, you know, when she passed, it was a very easy transition for her. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. holding her. Yeah, she we feels very, together. Lo- very loved. That's what she shows me, just very oh. loved. And she shows me that when she transitioned, you know, all the angels, so the angels come for animals too. And it's so cute. She's showing me like the image of a butterfly that she like chased over into the other side. So that was like, Oh my <laughs> God. And it's this like kind of golden yellow butterfly. So sometimes loved ones and animals will also, there'll be like a symbol or, or, you know, something that is shown that is not the animal themselves, but is sent as like a message or a oh symbol from them. Yeah. So that kind of golden yellow butterfly showing up. I feel like she has some messages for you. Just the overall message that you're literally here to change the world. You know, just encouraging you to keep going on your path. Um, But also what she was saying earlier, which is to keep kind of letting go of those who aren't ready to go on that journey with you. Yeah. And that if they aren't, it's because they have something to learn from Mm -hmm, that. mm -hmm. So you have something to experience. So to... I know it's hard because we have our idea of, you know, what should happen or shouldn't happen. But if people aren't ready, that that's just because they're something that they haven't completed yet and not to feel like that's um, yours to take on. This is my life story. It started with my dad. Yeah. Trying to change him, realizing that I couldn't, being in acceptance of that. And now like ha- trying to change everyone and realizing this is why I podcast because all I can do is provide the information for the people who want to hear it. And the yeah. people who don't, I can't help. And that is like, it's a driving force, but it's also like the tragedy of my life. The people yeah. that I can't help. Yeah, it's the same thing for me as a psychic. I mean, yeah, obviously, it's of one thing that drives me to do what I do is yeah. I want to help people and be like, no, right. look, check this out. <laughs> yeah. So I completely understand. She wants you to be happy and healthy. And she's showing me you're just, you are shifting in your learning and just to keep doing that and keep focusing on your path and your joy. And she's sharing with me, you're definitely on the tail end of like the martyr lesson, meaning like Aww. you don't have to suffer to help. Oh my God. Yeah. So her suffering was my suffering. Yeah. And just don't take on that pain. As you suffer, you do not help someone else's suffering. God, right? So true. You just suffer yourself. And just to keep choosing things that bring you light and joy and love. As you do that, you know, that is going out into the world and creating more of that for other people as well. She's telling me you're doing such a great job on this, but just to keep working on that, to keep choosing people that are ready to shift and positive and loving and just keep doing the things that bring you joy. 
How can a 14-year-old beagle be so fucking smart? <laughs> and also, a lot of animals, are, you know, on a soul level, they're very wise souls. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of people tend to discount um, animals yeah. as being less than, and that is not what I have found yeah. in my work as a psychic at all, that a lot of animals, animal souls are extremely wise, mm. very old souls. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, let me check in with Jackson here. Well, it's funny because actually Charlotte was showing me a young dog, borderline puppy. Have you considered getting another dog? Yeah, but I'm just not ready, but I know I will. Yeah, it doesn't feel like she's kind of suggesting not too long. It feels like there's a a dog that's (laughs) already been kind of selected. But just to keep your eyes and ears open. um, Well, I wanted to go take Jackson to puppy you know shop with me yeah. at the rescues there's a lot of yeah. rescues in LA but I just haven't had the, the spirit to because it's so depressing yeah I'm getting you can but it feels like the dog may just kind of come intersect with you somehow yeah I mean I know so many people that do rescues it might just it'll be on my Instagram feed or something like that's my dog you know yeah yeah <laughs> I can see that happening yeah and I feel like Jackson will be be happy for that as well <laughs> so message from Jessica and I getting is just the importance of not working so hard. So, he, you know, play and just like, he's just showing me cuddling and walks and just he's saying in kind of dog terms, but basically just to make sure that you're just enjoying your life and taking more time for you and with him and, you know, not just working too hard <laughs> that's so me oh my god i like work so hard and then i'm just like okay let's go for a walk let's eat and then i'm like back to the computer like yeah you know but i'm i cuddle them all the time yeah. i know i'm a i'm i'm a little bit obsessed with the working yeah so let me i can let that go let me check in with what his message is about that <laughs> So I'm just getting from him, like, it's all coming. Like, you don't have to work so hard now, you know, and just to keep delegating. And he's just showing me just like, just relaxing. That there was a point where you kind of felt you really did need to create. And now it's like you have so much in place and you don't have to push as hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gosh, Jackson, you're so smart. Yeah. And he's showing me play. He wants to play. He wants to. And it's funny because we were chatting before. I'm like, you should totally go as Dorothy for Halloween and have him as Toto. And I'm like, I'm getting he would love that. (laughs) Oh, we're doing that. Because he's actually such a good dog that you can bring places. Yeah. Like he's good. He'll pee chill. He won't pee and poop everywhere. He'll run up to everyone and love on them. Or he'll just sit quietly in a corner. Like he is a dog that you can bring anywhere. And he's very intelligent. He's also very telepathic. So you might practice with him doing kind of mental communication, telepathic communication. So by the way, a lot of dogs, animals in general are this way. So you can try to send them pictures or intentions and times that will work for them. Did he know when Charlotte passed? Yeah. A lot of dogs are also actually very clairvoyant as well, which means seeing. And so they're showing me that he was able to see that kind of opening and that shift. I was wondering because Charlotte and I laid on the couch holding each other for four hours because we watched two two two-hour movies. Mm. And then when I moved her into the bed, I went to sleep with her in my arms and Jackson was kind of like at our feet. And the first time I woke up was when Jackson came to the other side to cuddle me. And I think that's when he was letting me know that he knew, but I didn't know yet. And that's when I kind of, you know, held Charlotte tight to see if she was breathing because it's what I always do, check if she's breathing. And she let out one breath, and that was the last breath. And I don't know, she had passed earlier, and that was just a bodily reaction. (laughs) But I thought Jackson knew because I thought he came up to cuddle me. But it was very important to Dan, my husband, and I that Jackson understood. 
Yeah, he did. He's showing me seeing angels and the light and everything. He saw all of that? Yeah. Oh, my God. Also that she does visit still, and he will sometimes have at least a sense of her. Oh, you guys are playing together. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm also getting he would enjoy having another dog, you know, when it's the right time. I was wondering about that because I want that, but I have a little bit of guilt about replacing Charlotte, which I know other people have guilt about. So that's why I'm bringing it up. You have guilt about replacing a dog, but I also don't want Jackson to be lonely when I'm not home. Charlotte and Jackson gave each other comfort and played together. And I want Jackson to have that when I'm not home. Yeah, I don't think to feel of it as like replacing Charlotte doesn't feel that way at all. In fact, she's the one who brought it up. So she's (laughs) encouraging you and would like you to have comfort and you know, for him as well. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, she's showing me kind of licking your face and just, you know, just being very loving and sweet and nothing but love coming from her. Yeah, she just wants the best for you. My heart. Oh, my God. Okay, before I start bawling, (laughs) we have Vince in the studio, and he is one of our producers with Roxy, and he's here a lot. And We were talking about dogs earlier, and you have a childhood pet that maybe you wanted to connect to? (laughs) Yeah, so while he's coming over here, I was sensing an image of a dog, which is actually, I think, this dog uh, before we even started talking. So sometimes that'll happen. When I check in with someone, I always ask them if there's someone they want to connect with because there's always all these different spirits that are coming forward. And so I always want to make sure that I'm connecting with the one that, you know, they want to communicate with. But yeah, so tell us a little bit about your dog. Um, So we were born at the same time. So when I was like age one to like 15, me and him were like very close friends and, mm. you know, reconnected a lot. And he taught me things and I taught him things. And he was my best friend as a child. And he passed away and I couldn't see him. Like we were supposed to put him down and I just could I couldn't watch it. Mm. I was too young. And I feel like there's a little bit of regret. But at the same time, I saw him happy and instead of him like dying. So yeah, it was, it was really hard for me. Yeah, I hear the phrase two peas in a pod. That's how you guys were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very, very close. Again, so much love and support, not for you to, to feel guilt. And he showed me, of course, the transitions can be challenging. But as soon as that started, he was doing great and immediately crossed over to the other side. You know, it's very different energy with Charlotte. So this <laughs> dog was named D-O-G, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's really cute. Right. <laughs> You're right, exactly. Um, but, you know, he has a very different relationship than with Allison and Charlotte. He feels very protective of you. Yeah. So that's the energy I get from him and that he still is very much like your spirit guide in that sense, like being like, you know, kind yeah. of, you know, <laughs> growling at people or whatever that he doesn't right. like. And you probably sense him around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's still there with you. There, showing me like all the time he is kind of sitting or laying at your feet and protecting you sometimes when i'm laying in my bed i'll see like an indent in my bed sheets Mm. and i I know that's him yeah and it's been happening for like you know like 10 15 years now since since he died yeah so he's very loving and supportive and protective of you the message i'm getting from is that like you have a really big heart yeah. Um, but sometimes it's like you are too trusting or you let people in, you know, yeah, that aren't definitely. the best for you. And that's part of why he's so protective of you yeah. is for that. So I'm getting from him that it would be really great for you to learn more to 
kind of connect in and learn about your intuition and, you know, how to kind of see people for what's really going on right. and not just what they're telling you or yeah. not just what they're showing you. So it's like the image he's giving me is like some of these, like almost like his hackles go up with people. And he's like, no, <laughs> you know, really? and that you could learn to even connect in with him and like gauge his reaction. Cause you know, the animals when they're like, they can tell a person's energy and yeah. you know they'll growl at a person that yeah. has weird energy or something. And so, you know, that you can connect in with him and almost like get a sense, how would DOG feel about this person? Right. <laughs> you can, that's, a, like, that's a good way to think. Yeah, yeah. But he's also sharing a message with you about you being a lot, I guess, stronger and more powerful than you think. He wants you to know that. Okay. That you're you're very mighty. That's yeah. how he thinks of you as being this like very mighty person. Oh, wow. And that's crazy. Just to know that. And it's like he's like, I see him for how he really is, but he just doesn't see, <laughs> yeah. see that element as much for himself. And yeah, he's this very kind of masculine energy. And so if you feel like you need help kind of tapping into that kind of protector, kind of almost aggressive energy, ask for his help because yeah. he's definitely acting as your spirit guide in that wow. sense. I think he's definitely my spirit guide because I've had some experiences. I have very vivid dreams and I'm a very big vivid dreamer. And, you know, he's always there like following me or showing me where to go and stuff like that. But I've never thought about like in a physical place of like connecting with him and being more connected with him. Yeah. I know he's always there with me, but I've never thought about actually like listening to what he's saying the guides and he are telling me i'm getting a big download for you but you're actually very psychic <laughs> yeah my whole family is okay. my, on my mom's side is very psychic my uncle and my mom and me we all like see things and okay. as a young age yeah I've, they're showing me like that yeah that third eye yeah. very much open and by the way you know with psychic abilities there's everyone has different things so some people are very much going to be seers some people are going to hear some people are going to feel yeah. yeah but with you it's very visual but i get you're also really empathic do you are you familiar with that yeah. term yeah yeah so you, you see a lot and then you feel yeah. energy in your body and I get also through touch sometimes you can get information yeah. so I'm getting encouragement from your guides and from DOG for you to develop that it'll help you guide you on your path a lot more easily especially as it relates to people Yeah, and who you can trust and who yeah, you can't definitely. and it's funny he's also your dog is suggesting that you would benefit from doing more like martial arts or Wow, that's uh, crazy. Boxing or something like really I just coming up. started taking like Tai Chi okay. and like learning slow movement and like they use that for martial arts and yeah. learning how to control your chi and stuff. And I literally just started this like two days ago. Okay, wow. cool. And I, I, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I felt really good doing it. Yeah, and I it, like it made me feel like healthy and strong and stuff like mm -hmm. that. that's crazy that you just brought that yeah up. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm getting that it's gonna really help you so yeah, yeah you already are very intuitive and you're you know right. getting these messages keep following that but yeah definitely your support in that i'm getting it helps you even connect in with your own intuition more this is coming from the guides as a whole not just dog but that sometimes you get kind of overwhelmed with energy and you kind of like pop out of your body yeah, definitely and so that'll help you be more grounded and like in your okay. body yeah Crazy. <laughs> that's really deep i love it yeah and i love working with animals because they are so close to us and they see us so yeah. clearly in ways so that vulnerably yeah and 
accurately too in ways that maybe other humans or even some other guys I think it's just not as necessarily as close of a relationship so I actually started my work with humans but you know my human clients started to ask me about their animals because they're so close and so I started to do this because it was just obviously so important to people and I love that I've been able to do that it's very important I'm so grateful to have like a dog or like an animal that was my best friend from when I was a kid because like throughout life I just felt like I've understand like how important they really are they're not just animals they're like spiritual beings that are like they belong next to us absolutely and And by the way we hadn't addressed it yet but i want to bring up past lives because it's coming up so we will have various incarnations with souls repeatedly most of the time so we'll have soul groups and kind of soul families just like we have physical groups and families here incarnated and i'm getting that you and the soul of you know dog of your dog have had multiple lifetimes together so it's not just this one lifetime that you were close and that's part of why you were so close in fact they're showing me a life in which he was a horse he was a horse (laughs) he was your horse wow and it was like you were a a soldier or something and you had this you know, very strong you yeah. were with your horse like all the wow. time and so very connected you know physically as well as you know that's, mentally and emotionally literally you know going into battle and kind of like <laughs> he had your back you know that's crazy. <laughs> yeah he's definitely my best friend you know yeah. throughout my whole life he's always been my first so yeah i could see that there's a strong connection even before this life Mm -hmm. that we've had yeah and you're showing me multiple lifetimes but that one is coming up because in a lifetime in which you were really close and physically and working very closely together and that was you already felt that bond when he came in because you know on a soul level when we've had past lives with someone animal or human and we reconnect with them it's like even if we don't consciously remember, it's like the soul recognition. Oh, hey, it's you. I mean, like, we know we have that comfort and familiarity right away. Wow, that's crazy. Thank you so much for, you know, connecting me with him again. You are so welcome. Yeah. And, you know, he's just here. So you can definitely ask for his help, ask for his protection and guidance. And he loves you very much. I get this from animals a lot, but he's saying he wishes that you could see yourself through his eyes because, you know, he <laughs> he thinks cool. you're like mighty and so good and strong and powerful. And he just shows me like, yeah, you have this really clear kind of psychic vision yeah. of being able to really see what's clear if you. But uh, so much of this is about you learning to trust that instead of, you know, logic yeah. and, you know, whatever right. someone is saying or whatever, but just to really to hone and to trust that. And yeah, he's there with you like pretty much all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I can definitely feel he's there all the time. That's for sure. Yeah. And just one last thing coming in, I'm getting to share that it feels like there's some pretty big things that you're here to do on your path and, you know, your journey and your life. Yeah. And so he's just really encouraging you to to go for those things. Okay. You know, the big things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bigger than this studio. Get out of here. Go do those big things. <laughs> well, thank you so much for this. I really appreciate you it. You are so welcome. It was a pleasure. And thank you, T.O.G. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you, T.O.G. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, Hi. Jackson's shaking it off here. All the energy. Yeah, I'm, I'm shaking. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of energy. It is a lot. When I do this work, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of emotion coming through, a lot of processing that happens. And so 
I think when people get a reading with me, there's, you know, whatever's happening in the moment, but sometimes it can take several days for things to still kind of keep processing through. Yeah. Usually I'll record any session that I have. Which I think is a great idea. Because then later you can actually, you know, and we're recording this right now, so we can all listen back. But in general, if you go, even a therapist or a psychic, what you can do is listen back later and slowly things start to resonate more and more and you start to remember the things that matter most about the reading. And I think that's really important. And it's often fascinating to listen to it like much later. Yeah. And then you're like, like, oh, shit. <laughs> and you get this, like, I mean, it's just this clarity and like, oh, wow, yeah. I didn't think of it that way or whatever. Like, it's really, really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson, what are you doing? Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you, Vince, for um, sharing, you know, your story. And thank you. Laura, for yeah, you're talking to us both about our dogs. I feel like that was so powerful and emotional. And like anyone listening, if you want to get a reading with Laura, I don't want to end the show yet. But if someone's listening, they're super anxious, and they just want to sign up, can you just give us yeah. how to get in touch with you real quick? Sure. Yeah, on my website, healingpowers.net, on the services page is where you can find information about my pricing and you know how to schedule. So the way I do a book, pay in advance, and then you contact me to yeah. schedule. And that information is on my website, um, or you can contact me via social media. And also, since we were just talking about it, we releasing a book later this year on my work with animals. Yeah. And those are, you know, it's one of those books that I think will be really helpful for people, but also fascinating and interesting because the book is about animals, their soul paths and journeys. And then it's basically readings with different people. And that's so, like, cool. what's come up. So it's also just like really interesting, all the things that come up just yeah. like we were doing in this one. But and if a dog is alive and they're troubled, you could help with maybe getting to the source of that trouble, that type of thing. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, I can work and communicate with the animal and the spirit guides to find out what's going on with the animal. And, and just as a general message, when there's a behavioral issue mm-hmm. um, with an animal, frequently they're mirroring something for us. Yep. And so it's just about figuring out what that is yep. and, you know, how to modify it. And so unfortunately, a lot of people will try to like fix the dog. And it's like, well, it happens a lot with dogs, with cats too. But like, okay, but what is the dog trying to tell you? Yeah, exactly. It's so <laughs> Why true. Why are they doing that? <laughs> it's a mirror of something going on either with yourself or within your household. Totally. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go to healingpowers.net. All right, Food Heals Nation, I hope you're enjoying our interview with Laura. In the episode when Laura was doing my reading with Charlotte, you kind of heard me mention turkey tail. Turkey tail is this healing mushroom that helps animals and humans with cancer because it inhibits the growth of tumors. And turkey tail is one of the key ingredients in the Organifi Gold. This is my go-to nightly beverage. It's delicious. I love it. And I love the health benefits that I'm getting out of it. And there's another benefit. Earlier, you heard Vince mention that he has really vivid dreams. And it reminded me that when we actually had Drew Cannoli on, he's the founder of Organifi. He was on episode 181. He talked about lucid dreaming and how when your body is clean and you're taking supplements like Organifi Green Juice and Organifi Gold, you can have some incredible dreams. Many times you can actually heal yourself through dreaming during sleep. Isn't that fascinating? He's had many clients do this. He's got customers emailing him about how vivid their dreams have become after incorporating Organifi supplements into their daily routines. It's amazing. Here's a clip from Drew. As a kid, I was abused. I was neglected. I was tortured. There was a lot of things that 
um, happened to me as a kid, but I wouldn't change it. They say that your dreams at night are a manifestation of what happens when you're awake, right? Your subconscious mind decompresses things that are happening during the daytime. And I knew that if I could change my dream at night, I could start to change my reality. So I started choosing situations where I wasn't a victim, you know, I wasn't bringing, getting hit or slapped or beat or my sister that was a year younger than me, I would help her dodge those aspects of that interpersonal relationship between the father and us as well. The dream really gave me the confidence to go there in reality. And that's what your dreams can do for you. I'm living proof of that. Isn't that amazing? So to watch the full video of Drew telling his story, go to foodhealsnation.com and click on episode 261, because I would love for you to get to know the founder of Organifi a bit better. So you know that when you purchase, you're actually purchasing from a company with values and a mission that you can stand behind. And you know on the show that we only promote companies with missions that we can stand behind, but you should feel the same way. You should feel like you can stand behind this company too. And if you want to start experience that healing of yourself through your dreams, why not start with Organifi Gold? There's literally nothing better than a warm cup of Organifi Gold before bed. It's so easy to make. It tastes really good. I just heat up some water. I mix in the powder. Sometimes I'll add a splash of oat milk to make it a little creamier, but it's pretty tasty and creamy on its own. But, you know, sometimes I'll add a little bit. And it's just a really nice way to unwind before bed. And you know, Food Heals Nation, that we scored an exclusive discount for you. Go to Organifi.com and use the coupon code FOODHEALS to get 20% off your first order. All right, now back to my interview with Laura. You are listening to the Food Heals Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. You mentioned past lives. Yes. We have to delve into this. Oh my gosh, I love past life stuff. Okay. It is fascinating well, always here's the thing that i always say i'm like i have enough trauma in this life i have to go to a past life to figure out my shit but like honestly yeah so what can we learn from that in order to make us be able to heal the present right okay so when i was little yeah i walked into my parents bedroom and i actually remember this and i said mom and dad like i've lived all these lives you don't even know i was a princess i was riding horses like i told them all these stories and they were like okay honey and they were like did someone tell you about reincarnation? Like thinking I learned about it from a friend or something like this. Yeah. And I was like, I, what the F is that? I didn't know what that was. Yeah. <laughs> but a child was talking yeah. about her past lives before she had been conditioned not to believe that anything was possible. Oh, totally. And I think this is very common. And there's actual case studies of children that know languages they've never learned before. Yeah, know that's crazy. Historical facts of things yeah. that, you know, there's one particular case of a little boy who talked about when he flew planes. He had yeah. this physical recall from a life in World War II and oh like technical God. knowledge of a plane when he was like six or seven that was like crazy, could have gotten from nowhere. So, yeah. I mean, this definitely happens. And I think looking at past lives can be so helpful for us to get clarification and decode a lot of times what's going on with us in this life because we are learning things through varying levels of a lesson and patterns. Yeah. So frequently, whatever is happening with us, we've already dealt with it multiple times in past lives, mm -hmm. but maybe at a 
for example, stronger level in the past or dealing with it at a lesser level now. So let's say you're having a hard time with boundaries or receiving or trying to rescue people or whatever it is, you can look at or a particular relationship with a person. Yeah. Let's say you have a person that really triggers you. Yeah. You can look at your past lives with that person to get a sense of like, what is my lesson and pattern with that person? Oh with my that God. soul? Like, what have we done before? And like, we don't have enough patterns to deal with in our present life in our relationships. We have to go back to that. Well, I think it, it helps provide insight yeah. for, for what's happening currently. So, and what'll happen is is, you know, at a certain point, like for me, I just get past like flashes and downloads at this point. And then I can also recall at will, like, yeah. meaning like, okay, I want to look at my past lives with Tom or whatever. That is fascinating. And that's one reason why I think with regular counseling, unless you're look, doing it with someone who can really kind of dive really deep, you're not necessarily accessing deep enough to heal some of this stuff. Yeah. Some of the stuff, for example, it's it could be trauma, like I used to be terrified of sharks. And there was nothing in my physical life that oh my should have God. led to that response. Yeah. Okay. It was so strong that my sister figured this out. I have a little sister. And is she psychic too? I would say she's definitely intuitive. She's a doctor, so she doesn't have the same like job or she yeah. hasn't developed it in the way that yeah. I have, but I would say she's definitely very intuitive and has mm-hmm. abilities. Not connected necessarily with that. You know, she figured this out and would like say, Laura, there's a shark in the pool when we were kids. And I would like freak out and like run out of the pool when clearly there's not a shark in the pool. (laughs) Like it didn't matter. Like I was in such terror about it. But when I got training as a psychic, I started to look at it and realized that I just had a lot of lives where I drowned and there were sharks and like, oh my God. you know, in water with sharks swimming around me. So it's just a lot of negative traumatic experiences yeah. from past lives. And what was fascinating is as soon as I recognized that, my fear of sharks went away. Wow. I don't want to swim in shark infested water. No, it doesn't wrong. mean you have to do that. <laughs> right. But I don't have that same emotional trigger yeah. that I used to have with it. So I think that happens to a lot of people sometimes even just kind of bringing it up into consciousness of present and understanding where that comes yeah. from is enough to clear it. And so that's wow. really powerful. So if you have a phobia or a fear, it could be helpful to look at past lives. Or like I said, if there's a particular person where maybe you're in an unhealthy pattern or dynamic and you can't seem to shift out of it, looking at a past life can help you gain clarity in the situation and understand and then release it. More so is that easily. something that you can guide people through? Or do you recommend someone? What do you do? Yeah, so I do what's called past life readings. Oh, uh, readings. yeah. Okay. So aggression is where you get put in a trance like state, and you're remembering it. Yeah, what I do is a reading. But sometimes for people, it'll trigger the memories too. Okay. not always, but yeah. sometimes it will. Like, okay. I've had this happen several times with this particular issue. I had one client who said you were born as a witch in a past life crying for oh like God. 20 yeah. minutes because it resonated and it all just kind of came back yeah. in that Ugh. moment and all that healing of releasing that emotion. So with a reading, I will look at different information. I'll relay. And then like I said, the client will sometimes get downloads themselves at that same time. So cool. <laughs> okay. Can we talk about true crime? Sure. So right now there's like a rise of podcasts on true crime and documentaries. And I know that you have actually helped families find out information about crimes that have happened. What does that look like? If people have a situation that they could be ongoing or something that was even in the past that they want kind of emotional healing on, they can work with me and I can get information psychically about 
whatever happened. And honestly, I mean, I get a confirmation all the time. Like, you know, watch the news and I get like... You get hits. Yeah. I mean, there's... Oh, my God. Years. And I honestly, if you're in crime investigation or law enforcement and you'd like to connect, I'm open to working this way. I just never have had a personal relationship with someone in criminal investigation. Got ya. Or, you yeah. know, where it felt like to conduct and work in that way. But they do often work with psychics. They They're do. just not very public about it. <laughs> it's true. I just have never connected with that. I've always worked directly with families that okay. have hired me. Got it. But as an example, many years ago, Jessica Ridgway was missing. This is a little girl in Colorado. Aww. And as soon as I watched the news, I was like, she's dead. And then I saw this image Aww. of a man. And then when, you know, they arrested this man who was young, he was 17. It was like, it was the image that I saw. Oh my so, God. So I get information, but I don't always have, you know, a, like, what do I do with this? I'm like, I think at that point it just was like, well, it's just confirming and validating, Wow. you know, what I'm receiving. But yeah, I think there's more and more openness to this kind of thing. And I'm open to it. I want to know. <laughs> yeah. And, and that you can use information from the psychic realm for, almost anything. So I work a lot with also with business owners on how to grow their business. You oh, know, we're going to talk about that person, offline. Personnel, <laughs> yeah, personnel decisions, all kinds of stuff. And that if you work with the right person, you know, yeah. you can work on almost anything. Can I ask you about some stories in the news? Yeah, I mean, I, what I always share with people in regards to what I get is that I can always ask, and then I get what I get. And so you interpret it. I interpret it, yeah. and then some information is going to be given and some is not. Yeah. So this is why if someone were to hire me and ask me the lottery numbers, it's probably not going to work. Because, yeah, that's not how it works. <laughs> right, because like that's just not going to be given to me. That's this, not. That's like abusing the psychic system. <laughs> I think it's complex, but yeah, it's like if it's something isn't for the highest good to be shared, it yeah. just won't be. Right. Okay. I like that. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. You're going to share for the highest good of those concerned. Exactly. I can ask and for whatever reason, there may be something that someone is asking and they either won't answer that or maybe they'll answer something related to that. But sometimes you have to ask the question slightly differently to get okay. an answer. So yeah. I've also learned that sometimes it's about like how you ask the question as well. Okay, do you have to know about the case to be able to answer it, or can I throw one out there? Um, we can throw something out, and then I'll just... Let's just you see know, what happens. See, yeah, see what, see what happens. Okay, <laughs> let's see what happens. Food Hills Nation, there's no judgment. We're just having fun. Um, Stephen Avery from Making a Murder. Did he murder... Okay, and by the way, I've not seen this show. Okay, so. this actually makes it more interesting. Okay, so tell me the name again. Stephen Avery, the show is Making a Murder. Did he murder the woman? Okay, so in this case, I'm asking especially Archangel Michael to assist because he has to do with just causes and protection. This is interesting because I'm seeing some images, but I'm also getting it's a really messy situation. It's uh, very messy, but yeah. I still don't know if he did it or not. Yeah, but <laughs> the, I am being shown an image of blood on hands. Oh, man. So I would say that there's blood on his hands. That's the image. Maybe I'm he's shown. involved. Yeah. So, oh my I, god, I'm getting not to go too deep into this one, but that's the image that I was shown. Wow. The first time I watched it, I thought he was innocent, and now I think he's guilty. Okay. And the same thing happened to me with cereal. Mm. What about Adnan Syed? Did he <laughs> okay. murder Haman Ali, or what? Or did someone else? Okay. So once again, asking Michael to uh, protect this space and help with making sure that whatever comes through is for the highest good. 
it, it appears to me that that's probably the case. It's showing an image of, again, I don't know that I've never seen the show, which is, you know. It's a podcast. Or okay, the yeah. podcast. Um, and it's, it was a woman. Yeah, yeah womanly. So, so it looks like I'm being shown this, you know, killing happening and then him like putting it in a body bag or hiding or something and then like leaving yeah so kind of trying to pretend like it didn't happen i think he's a master manipulator yeah and i think what happened was serial got everyone on his side and including myself at the beginning because i wanted him to be innocent but now i look back and there's been a documentary after the show serial which got all these people into podcasting so thank you for anyone who discovered (laughs) podcasting because of serial but I think he did it. Yeah. Based on what I'm being shown, I, I believe that's probably the case. But yeah, he he's very emotionally he might not cold. It. Yeah, he's a sociopath. Yeah, so I, for him, I'm getting that he can just kind of disassociate and kind of like... Like he didn't do it. Yeah. Even though um, he did it, he's like, I didn't do it. Yeah, and very calculated and, you know, oh not being God. able to... Yeah. I actually think the same thing and not based on a psychic hit, just on listening to it twice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, this is so fun. Okay, I have two more. (laughs) Can we do two more? Okay. Okay. There's my friend Tim is the host of Missing Maura Murray, and we don't know who did it, but the woman is Maura and she disappeared. And there's been a podcast which turned into a oxygen documentary no one has figured it out. I just want justice for that family because it's heartbreaking. So this woman disappeared and they yeah. don't know like where... when she was in college. Yeah. So here, here's the thing I'm going to share too. I'm shown images. Sometimes they're literal and sometimes they're figurative. Yeah. So I'll just share what I'm getting, but I'm definitely showing her kind of like in a ditch or in a hill or something. She was in a car accident and then they never found her. Okay. Yeah. It could definitely be a ditch. There was snow. It was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, so she definitely died, and that's what I'm being shown is, like, her body just, you know, being there. Was it accidental or murder? It feels like it was a murder, yeah. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Was it someone she knew or someone, like, randomly, they happened across this car accident and were just evil, and were like, I'm going to just murder someone because I want to murder someone. (laughs) I don't believe that it was someone that she knew. It looks like someone did come and like she got into their vehicle. That has been talked about. Yeah. And, you know, with the presumption of that person helping them, of course, that wasn't yep. the intention or what happened. Will they be brought to justice? I'm not getting a clear Ugh. read on this, but if it does, I don't know that it would be, if that one feels hazy, so. This stuff is so fascinating. <laughs> okay, last one. <laughs> This one's hard for me because I don't want to believe it's true, but I just watched the Finding Neverland documentary. Oh, this one's a tough one. Did you see I've, this I've, one? I haven't seen it. Okay. And this is, this is a tough one for me too because Michael Jackson's one of the ones that I've channeled. So I'm not sure if I'll be able to answer this, okay. but I will see. So what is your question specifically? My question is, is Michael Jackson truly a child molester? I don't know that I'm going to get an answer on this one. I'll just be honest, but I do sense Michael and he just shows me connecting with the light and chanting the light for himself and trying to be in the light. So that's just what I'm getting right now. Maybe it's just complicated. Yeah, I don't know. That's just all that's being shown. Well, and you can only interpret what you're given, right? Yeah. And I do feel like whatever happened, his soul in the light is very light. 
Yeah, and like, I don't want to get political or talk about the Me Too movement or any of that, but I just feel like whatever it was, I feel like, not that he's innocent if he did do these things, but I feel like in his head it almost was innocent because he was so childlike that it just was natural and it wasn't in an evil, nefarious way. And I could be wrong, but... It's just hard for me to see him as a predator the way they're trying to make him out. Yeah, I definitely get from him. He's a very light soul and always meant well. I feel that too. Always meant well. Yeah. I don't know exactly what happened, but I am getting that there's been manipulation one way or the other in terms of what's being presented. So I I guess I'm just getting for everyone to just understand that there's been manipulation. I think that's all that they're going to give me. Yeah. And that makes sense. Because no matter what, the media is involved, money is involved, it's sensational. Yeah. And it actually breaks my heart because I do think that I don't want to go too much political, but whatever he did, I don't think that he was an evil man. I don't think that he was trying to corrupt young people. I think he was just innocent in his own. Maybe it was not understanding what was right and what was wrong because of the way he was brought up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that they're going to give me more on this one. Or maybe he did nothing. And maybe it's all lies. Yeah, I just hear that there's manipulation. And I will repeat what we said that I just feel like he now he's in the light and he's a very light soul he's like leave me alone he means well yeah Um, and I'm getting for everyone to just ask for healing and help in this situation yeah not Um, judgment anger and and one of the things that's coming up is like as this is such a hot button topic so it's it's triggering a lot of stuff to be brought up for you know healings for it to be cleared so whatever happened in this situation just to ask for angels to help and heal and send love and light and revelation to this issue as a whole. But whatever happened with or didn't happen with Michael, I'm getting that, you know, this is a severe societal issue. Yeah. But that a lot of the people that are the worst are not the ones that are being talked about. I agree. And so this is something for you can ask Michael and the angels to help with bringing this issue forward because there's a lot of people I'm being shown that where this is still happening it's going to be tough for people to acknowledge and see, but ask for help for bringing this to light as it needs to. I think so. And I think that this is our time for any woman or man who has been affected by someone taking advantage of them sexually or otherwise to speak up. And it's now okay to speak your truth and you will be heard. And I think that's the message. Yeah, exactly. So and getting this particular one is a Mm -hmm. complex one, but as a whole, that there's a lot of healing happening with us and to ask the angels for help with that. Yeah, I like that. Yes, that there's a lot of healing for those who have been silenced. And she's touching her throat right now. Yeah, that it's time to heal that throat chakra and speak that you can be safe. So sometimes things might happen with your friends or in the media that might trigger you, but it could be for a higher good, whether it's true or not, because it makes you feel the freedom to speak up. Well, you know, when something is triggering us, even if it didn't happen to us directly, it's to shed light and bring something up so that it can be addressed. Yeah. And so sometimes I think people will think oh, that's uncomfortable. I just don't want to look at that, but it's coming up for a reason. It's kind of like spiritual purging or detox. Like literally yeah. when you're vomiting, it feels like shit, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and that it's similar when these, these emotional things are coming yeah. up for clearing. It can feel pretty lousy. And also we're in a time when, 
in the past, everything was being hidden and silenced and quieted. And now thankfully, it's being addressed. But there's the almost like another pain now that it's coming up again. Mm. And we all have our experiences and have experienced also when people didn't believe I have my own experience with yeah. that and just like, you know, the gaslighting that happens. Yeah, and all that. And so I realize this is a really complex issue. And I'm just asking for healing for whatever situation people have gone through and for them to be able to feel like they can be safe to share. Yeah. And put yourself in the light, put your loved ones in the light, ask for healing. I think that's the best thing that we can do when we don't know, when we're confused. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And also that people are learning things through experience, through multiple lifetimes. And there are some people that are pretty dark and have some pretty intense negative energy that they're going through, but most people are kind of, they're varying shades of gray. Yeah. And <laughs> more than 50. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that there can be people that provide an incredible amount of, you know, light and then, you know, everyone has a shadow as well. And yeah. so just to understand that and just know that there's a huge shift happening now with these shadow sides mm. in society as a whole being brought to light so that they yeah. can be shifted and seen and and addressed on a much bigger level. So I think, uh, you know, this is happening right now politically, for example, with a lot of, you know, racism and bigotry, et cetera, as as well. Yeah. And that all being brought to light. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it it seems a little almost like things are getting worse, but it's actually, it's all been there. It's just so that it can be addressed. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. You think there's more now, but it's just, no, it's literally being put on the pedestal, brought to light, put out in the media. Right. And honestly, technology is helping with that. Yeah. You know, now everyone has a phone and like they can document that this is happening and where someone might have thought, oh, that was being exaggerated or whatever. Now it's like, no, here's the... (laughs) Here's the proof. Here's the video or whatever. That's so, so true. Yeah. Yeah. We're in a fascinating time no matter what. Yeah, completely. Oh my God. Okay. Healingpowers.net. Yes. Everyone is listening right now. They're going to call you. So <laughs> thank you. And I'm just getting, you know, what we're talking about was just kind of heavy. So I'm just asking our angels to bring in and heal and send loving and light energy to everyone. So one visualization that can be really good is just literally imagine that you're in like a shower of golden white light, just clearing Mm. away all that pain and other energy that you've taken in and absorbed. And if there's one angel that you call on, I highly recommend Archangel Michael. He's such an amazing protector, angel for just causes. And then I'm also getting for Raphael, you know, he's amazing for healing. So, and that can be emotional. And by the way, Raphael is super funny. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> he's like a comedian. So if you feel like you need lightning up, then, you know, he's a really great one to call. And they, they really are different personalities with all these different angels. So you can learn, you know, what they do and then how they can help you specifically. Okay. So I do call on Archangel Michael and I have a new one that I'm obsessed with. Which one? People do not believe me, <laughs> but Archangel Chamuel. Oh, he's amazing. He oh, helps me find lost things. Oh, totally. I'm like, where are my car oh, keys? No. He's amazing. He helped my friend find her lost wedding ring that had been missing oh, my for God. Like, over a year. Yeah. yeah. So guys, it's amazing. Yeah. I know he's great for lost items, lost love. It is crazy. Also like clearing dark energy. So actually Michael, Raphael, and Chamuel are like an amazing kind of trifecta Trio, for, yeah. for clearing hearing anything yeah. that you want to be released. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it sounds ridiculous, but I lose little things all the time, whether it's the phone, the car keys, like something I need so I can get my ass out the door. Yeah. And I go, or it's like a shirt or something I want to wear. 
Archangel Chamuel, please help me find this by the end of the day, or please help me find this in the next five minutes. It will be a place I already looked. I was just saying that that'll happen where I swear they will even move things sometimes to I know. make it for us because I've had that happen where I'm like, I've checked this place like four times yep. and then it was there. Yep. Okay, guys. <laughs> and I know it sounds crazy right now, but until you experience it, this is the best way to test. Food Heals Nation, if you don't believe in what we're talking about or anything right now, lose something. Ask Archangel Chamuel to find it for you. Do it over and over, and then you will become a believer like I am. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't lost anything since. I'm like, Chamuel, where? All right. Bring it over. Totally. And He's I used to light out. a candle because I thought it was like a sacred ritual. I'd be like, Archangel Chamuel, please help me find it. And now I'm just like, all right, dude, where is it? You know, like I can just speak it out loud and, and I yeah, find it. Yeah, I think candles and little rituals like that can be great, but they're not necessary. They're not necessary unless yeah. you need it to believe. Exactly. Which I did. But or if I it's don't. helpful for you exactly. to pause and, you know, have a ritual Center. for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But no, yeah. the same thing with crystals. I used to use crystals when I worked and now I'm like, I mean, I think crystals are great, but I don't need to yeah. access that energy in order to. I feel like crystals are good if you believe them and you put energy in, but I'm like, I don't need them i got enough shit going on <laughs> i think they're magnifiers but if the signal is strong enough you don't need to magnify it if that makes sense yeah and so i, like I think when i was learning and a lot of people have this when they're beginning and they could use a lot of extra kind of energetic support yeah crystals can be really beneficial oh my so gosh. i don't knock them they had a wonderful place for me when i was first starting out and now i just don't feel like i have to and by the way crystals are totally conscious it's just fascinating. So a lot of times a crystal will come to you, like meaning it, like it'll find its way to you. Cool. And that means that it's beneficial to work with that crystal. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm in. <laughs> all right. Well, remind us one more time, podcast, books, online, all the things. Yeah. So my podcast is called Healing Powers Podcast. It's on my website, healingpowers.net. And it's on all the major channels, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, etc. You can look on the services page of healingpowers.net to find out about how to work with me. And my books are all on Amazon. You can search Lure Powers, you know, Angels, for example. I want them all now. <laughs> it's so funny because the bulk of my business is obviously through readings and classes and things that I teach. By the way, I do psychic training. So if you're interested in that, that's one of the things I offer. But whenever... So, hold on. Yeah. So that's for people who are like, I want to be psychic, but I don't know how. Yeah, exactly. So could I take it? Totally. And I could learn how to channel? Or, yeah, yeah. But do you have to be born with it? It's a range of ability, but yeah. I'm getting you're very intuitive and psychic. and it's just, I'm a little, but not like you. Just getting you haven't just practiced it. So, I saw some ghosts. Okay, yeah. So that's already <laughs> something big. I mean, guys, you just have to remember that we just don't learn this. Yeah, and my right? dad was so anti. Right, so, so that it turned kind me of off. like an energy block. Yes, yeah. and then my mom was very pro. I had like a 50-50. So you're and not I was, kind of like in the middle. Yeah, so I'm in the middle. But then I like, I've always believed it. And I've always had psychics come up to me and be like, I have a message for you. And I'm like, okay. Psychics attract other psychics. Uh. Seriously. So it's funny because, in fact, I was just talking with this man who I know. And it was hilarious because I met him at this conference. And I walked up to him and I'm like, hi, I, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm a psychic. And then he finally admitted to me, this is like after three years that yeah. he used to work as a psychic and he had like a radio show as a psychic, but oh, it was cool. like at, in a different name. And so I was like, even in two, I mean, again, psychics attract psychics. Oh my so, but God. he just never told me, but I get that you are, you just never have accessed it. As an example, my mom is really psychic, but it wasn't until I started taking classes and sharing things with her that she was like, yeah, oh, interesting. Yeah. And then she took a couple of my classes, you know, just for fun as an experience and 
my gosh, she's so psychic. But cool, you know, never, never tried. So are the classes with you online? Are they pre-recorded video? Can you tell us a little bit about that? So I have a manifesting course, which is like video and like worksheets and things like that and meditations. And then when I'm in different places, by the way, if you're somewhere in the country and you'd you'd like to do like a group class or something, that's one of the things I offer. So I'll go to different places and do like, you know, day workshop or, you know, a couple hours. Are we doing one in Cannes? Um, (laughs) Gosh, that's a good question. I hadn't even thought of it. So yeah, I don't know if we talked about this on the show, but we're going to France. Yeah, well, let's manifest. Okay. I'm totally open to that. And then I do a lot of like one-on-one with clients as well, where we set up like, you know, a series of sessions together. I mean, and working with a group is great, but and one-on-one is also really amazing, just very targeted for that person. Okay. So I'm hiring you for that. And then what else? (laughs) What else for Foodios Nation? Yeah. (laughs) Not just all for me. Yeah. So a lot of times people that are intuitive and have abilities are also very creative. So my other podcast might be helpful. It's called Behind the Scenes, Floor Powers. So cool. one for music is called behind the music. So for example, I'm a songwriter. And as a creative person, I'm constantly just using my abilities. When I write a song, I just like channel it. That's so cool. And so I used to make my living as an actress, I would write original show for this one production company every time. And he'd be like, Laura, can you write a song about cats for tomorrow? <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> In like a jazzy style. Yeah. <laughs> And then it would just come to me. Yeah. It's like, and so, yeah. So if you're interested in this stuff, you're probably also creative. And I really, we have to talk to... about this. Cause like I write songs all the time. And then I oh, actually awesome. sold a, an entire song and pitch to one of my clients based on something I came up with in the middle of the night. I wrote all night. And then the next day I pitched it to everyone on the phone and I had to rap. Oh so it wasn't for me to sing. Yeah, it was for community people of color to sing. And here's a little white girl having to rap. And I was like, this <laughs> is the song. And then I sold it and we did it. And I didn't sing or rap or anything. We produced the song. We made the music oh, video, fine. like all the I things. Like, yeah. So like, I've always been, you know, that type of person that can write songs, but I don't use it very much in my career. But that happened last year. So I'm like, I'm open to writing more songs. That is so cool. I love it. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think when you open this, channel stuff just starts to come through and it can get really fun and like fascinating (laughs) in terms of your life and also I think that we can be incredibly creative and powerful yeah and so much of it is just about releasing whatever ideas we have in terms of how we think that needs to come in I understand that. Oh my gosh, this has been so fun. So, so fun. We connected. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, well, I will see you next in France. But I by know. the time the episode comes out, we'll be back from the Cannes Film Festival where you yes. are a judge at the French Riviera Fest. And yes. I'm speaking on the panel. Are you going to? I don't think I'm speaking on the panel, but I okay. will be there. So okay. Definitely so then there. we'll be at the panel. Yes. And we will bring you back. Maybe I think we should do a Halloween episode and talk about ghosts. I think that'd be amazing. I would love to talk about ghosts and other supernatural creatures. Yes. Okay. That's <laughs> the next thing. I want to talk about what happens when you do a Ouija board. Next time. Okay, yeah, I have a lot to say about that. (laughs) Next week on the food. Not next week, though. We're going to come back in October when it's the right time of year to talk about. And I would also like, I can try to remember to talk about alcohol and spirits in Halloween because there's a connection there, too. Okay. (laughs) All right, so stay tuned. She'll be back for the October 31st episode of (laughs) Thanks, Laura, so much. Oh, thank you, Allison. Food Heals Nation, if you enjoyed that conversation with Laura, then make sure that you check out video number one in Gabby Bernstein's brand new training series. It's got three steps 
you can take to truly own your confidence and get into action now. So go to foodhealsnation.com slash Gabby to learn the secret to conquering doubt and uncertainty and how to really feel strongly connected to your purpose. You'll also learn how to feel more confident in all of your endeavors. These are the exact three steps Gabby used to become a speaker and author and public figure with zero, zero (laughs) background in her field. And her teachings are what have helped me on this crazy, sexy podcasting, writing, filmmaking, public speaking journey, right? That's at foodhealsnation.com slash Gabby. See you next time, Food Heals Nation. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to change their status update from hashtag blessed to hashtag OMG even more blessed than yesterday, hashtag loving life. If you experience any of these symptoms, make sure to tweet to Kardashian immediately.